This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. Although today might as well be the Arsenal Transfer Show because we've got so many transfer links to talk about and get excited about. Excited is a is a loose term considering some of the players that are being linked, of course, and some of the monotonous links that we have seen yet again return to the fore and to the front of the media but i hope you're doing good i hope you're well today of course it is derby day in the premier league for arsenal and tottenham hotspur it's going to be a sickening wait until 4 30 until the game kicks off good morning to the chatbots good morning guys good morning carl good morning mark dirks uh, jonathan ozzy guna good morning tom and all the other people in the chat he says mo has started drinking early uh, already, <laughs> don't really blame you, Rancid Mo. Matt, thank you ever so much for tuning in. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, guys. Good morning, everybody that's tuning in. Make sure if you haven't already to drop a big smash on that like button if you have not already done so. You're making this part of your morning routine. Make it part of your morning routine to join and hit the thumbs up button as well. And if you are indeed new to the channel, somehow then please do, of course, subscribe and tune in every single morning at 8 a.m. Yesterday, I took a day off. I'm not... I, I was apologetic about it. I appreciate the line. Ironically, I was still up that early. It was just a case of, you know, no stress, not having to do anything specific that day. I went to Charlton against uh, Portsmouth and hoping to see a little bit of Miguel Aziz. Saw nothing. Um, he didn't come off the bench, didn't play in the game whatsoever. Um, but it was a good game, 2-2 draw. And uh, fingers crossed that Miguel Aziz can get some more minutes uh, throughout the rest of the season for Portsmouth because, you, you know, we need to see him playing, really. And if he's not getting into the uh, the Portsmouth team, then uh, he's not got much hope of getting into the Arsenal team. So we've got to see him play some more minutes this season. And fingers crossed that will come a little bit later on down the line. But without further ado, let's kick on with the show. And of course, if you haven't already, do click the link in the description to subscribe to the Arsenal way. I'll be doing live. I'll do a live show on there immediately after the game has finished, along with uh, some guests from the Arsenal way. As always, that's where the initial 
reaction show will be. It'll be over on the Arsenal way. The reaction show over on TGT will be at 10 p.m. tonight when my shift finishes. I'm working the game today, so it's going to be looking uh, very much likely. Um, Vegeta says, you're a tire. Looks like you're working at a fast food. That's a bit insulting considering, um, excuse me, um, what? <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous for Vegatesh there. Let's go on to our news stories then and start off, first of all, with, I feel like I need to button up now, uh, Noah Lang, who has continued to be linked with Arsenal. And in fact, today, there were some stories coming about that he would actually prefer Arsenal as a possible destination. AC Milan and Leeds are other two teams that have been interested in the 22-year-old. Very exciting young player. Got a fair few goals and assists already this season. Has starred in their only Champions League game against PSG of all teams so far, which they held them to a 1-1 draw. Club Bruges, that is. He continues to be linked with Arsenal. We obviously spoke over on the Arsenal way to Bart Lager, who is a Belgian football journalist and is very much in with Club Bruges. And he believes that uh, Noah Lang will only move on for a side in the Champions League and is a better player than Nicolas Pepe, believe it or not. So if you want to find out more about that, you just need to type in Noah Lang, Tom Canton. It will come up on uh, it will come up on Football London somewhere. So make sure you go give that article a bit of a read into. Moving on then to Anthony Martial, uh, who has also uh, been linked with a move to Arsenal. Although I feel like this is one of those that just crops up, much like the story we're going to talk about in a second. Martial's time at Manchester United has not been a success. He has not been worthy of the, the massive transfer fee that they paid Monaco for him. He looked like he might be when he first signed, and it very much seemed like the commentary under Martin Tyler wanted that to happen with the way that he would celebrate pretty much every single Anthony Martial goal like it was an England winning the World Cup is how it felt when he was celebrating. But it's not worked out for Martial at Manchester United. And because of that, obviously, there are then links to other clubs and Arsenal have been credited with a link to Martial. I feel like this is one of those kind of French loose links do you know what I mean when we get linked to like a French player just because they're French and Arsenal kind of have that French connection from the Arsene Wenger days I don't really feel like we have it much anymore thinking about the amount of French players that are in the Arsenal team it's not loads you've got Lacazette you've got <laughs> I'm now thinking you've got who who is in the Arsenal team it's obviously Gendouzi and Saliba have been sent on loan um, but I'm looking down the team and I'm struggling to find anyone else who's French besides Lacazette it is just Lacazette isn't it he's the only one he's the only one that's French in the current first team squads that's weird I never really considered that how few French players there now are in the team Saliba Gendouzi both sent on loan that is it. And so maybe this is something that we, the media need to move on from is these loose links to French players when they aren't working out. But Martial, it seems a very loose link. I don't think there is too much in this deal whatsoever. Um, and Arsenal were linked to him when he was at um when he was at uh when he was at Monaco. And so that that just means that, you know, when when he gets linked with a move away, Arsenal are gonna come up as a possible link. I don't think there's anything in this at all. So I wouldn't get worried if you were ever worried anyway about him joining Arsenal. Another player that you should be worried <laughs> to see a link also crop up is Philippe Coutinho. We talk about players that have liked to be linked with Arsenal. 
Coutinho is an obvious one. His time at Barcelona is not going particularly well. Still, in fact, Barcelona's time at Barcelona is not going very well at the moment. And naturally, with him looking like he could still yet leave because they want to move players off their ranks, I would be shocked. The 29-year-old who turns 30 in June of 2022, just no. Just just simply no. Don't want him anywhere near Arsenal. Don't need him at Arsenal. We've got better players coming through than him at Arsenal. Odegaard, for me, is going to be a better player than Coutinho. Smith-Rowe has all the potential in the world to be a better player than Coutinho. We don't need him. We don't need to add him. We can move on from him. It's ridiculous to even talk about him in kind of those same breaths as some of those other players that we've been linked with. And quite frankly, he's not good enough for Arsenal anymore. He's not good enough for Barcelona. He's not really showing it there. He's not been good enough for a while. He needed to leave a while ago. He didn't. His wages are too big to entice any real club to push hard for him. And because of that, he's been really let down in that sense. So as I see a lot of you guys are saying in the chat box, it's a big, solid, fat no from us. Lastly, uh, in the transfer sector, uh, something that was confirmed, uh, according to some Spanish media and uh, media elsewhere as well, is that Mikel Arteta pushed towards signing Marco Asensio this summer. In fact, a £34 million bid for €40 million was actually put in for the Spanish international who has, you know, I'm very much in the know about Asensio. I've been talking about this guy for a long time. I know that sounds like a cliche, but those that are long-time listeners of the channel will know that this is someone that I've very much been aware of for a while. I've got an Espanol shirt of his name on the back. He is someone that I've been following since his very, very young time and break it breakout kind of season in La Liga on loan from Real Madrid at Espanyol, came from Mallorca and ironically scored a hat-trick against Mallorca the other day. It's certainly a player that I like, but I just feel like since his massive knee injury, which ironically was sustained against Arsenal in a pre-season friendly a couple of years ago, he just hasn't been the same player. He hasn't been able to develop at that crucial age where he was in desperate need of minutes. It's just not happened for him. And because of that, it's meant that he's unfortunately not been able to get established in the Real Madrid team. So players like Rodrigo and Vinicius Jr. have both come through and they instead have taken those wider positions. He's a bit of a wide playmaker. Like He's not an out-and-out number 10. He can play the number 10 role but he prefers to kind of play on the right and cut in onto his left foot. He can play on the left-hand side as well. He's very versatile, but I'm not sure that there is a place for him at Arsenal. Maybe now Willian's gone and we never really replaced that wide player. Maybe there's a spot in the squad for another wide player, but I'm not sure if that's really the route that we want to go down. But it's interesting considering that we supposedly did bid £34 million for him. The problem is, is we don't know the timing of when that bid happened. We don't know if that bid was because Martin Odegaard was looking at the time like he wasn't going to move. We don't know if that was in addition to Martin Odegaard. It's really difficult to know when this kind of bid would have taken place. And that's the issue with this is we can't really assess this deal, to be honest. And that's what makes it so difficult. Let's move on to the final part of the news today ahead of today's game, of course. And that is to do with Mikel Arteta's press conference. Now, I know a lot of you have already read that. We would have talked about this in yesterday's show, but there wasn't one. Uh, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I'm only going to talk about this specific part of the press conference in which he was asked about the combination of playing Thomas Partey along with Granite Xhaka, of all people. Now, I know a lot of you aren't that keen on seeing Granite Xhaka play. 
I agree with you. I'm not that keen on seeing Granit Xhaka play. I want to see Lukonga alongside Partey today. That, for me, is the best combination in midfield that we could have. But there is just pretty much an underlying tone from a lot of us that I think we kind of expect Granit Xhaka to play, which goes against my feeling from these comments. Arteta said, well, they are the best possible state that they can be. Obviously, they've both had different issues in the past few weeks. Thomas with a big injury and Granit with a suspension. Ideally, you want players with more of a run of games and to be a little bit more consistent in terms of minutes, but they are both available. Now, that gave me a little bit of hope that he wouldn't be playing Granite Xhaka because it would mean throwing Granite Xhaka into the first team squad ahead of the derby without regular minutes and without a run of games, as he says. But we've seen him go against some of his own words. We know how much he likes Granite Xhaka. We know how much he appreciates what he can bring to the team. His experience, his leadership is much it, the gap between him and Lukonga in terms of age and experience is obviously massive. And so because of that, you're in a situation where you kind of have to look at him as a real option in these big games. But I don't think I would. I don't think a lot of you guys would. And I don't think Arteta should. And I think we should move either to continue with that 4-3-3 with Partey as the lone six or go with Partey alongside a Lukonga. I wouldn't be playing Granite Jack in this game. If you want to find out what I would play, then please do go back and look at our preview show from the other day. Anyway, that does conclude all of the news. So let's go and have a look at your question. Okay, so going into the chat box, then, if you do have a thought, a question, or a query, please do indeed throw them into the chat and we will do our best to try and go through as many of them as feasibly possible you'll have to forgive me because my hay fever is still very much playing up uh, as it always seems to do the tgt sneeze is being held at bay as much as feasibly possible this morning um so please do forgive me for that but if you do have a question in the chat box or just a thought or a question you'd like to put forward then please do put it there and we will go through as many of them as possible dawson just says question exactly question here we go <laughs> what's your raw reaction to joshua usik now i didn't get to watch it i listened to it on uh, on radio five live in bed um i've seen a couple of highlights i'm not a huge boxing fan uh, i do usually tune in to the highlights and stuff and catch up on it um but usik from what i've heard and from some of the clips looked like it was a kind of a tactical masterclass of a display um and joshua was well beaten and never really showed anything during the fight so the era of Joshua seems to be very much over. A lot of people describe him as overrated. I'm not as much into boxing as I should be to have a conclusion on that. But after the fight, I saw a lot of other people saying that he proved that he's been quite overrated for quite some time and that Usyk was by far the better fighter. I believe he's come up from a different weight category as well. So that's incredibly impressive from Usyk. So there you go. There's some non-footballing <laughs> knowledge from your boy there. Joel says, would uh, would we see Balogun go on loan in January? I think that would be a good idea. If you think about it, we have Nketiah until the end of the season. If he's not going to leave in January, he can be a fine backup to Lacazette and to Aubameyang. Send Balogun on loan for six months, get some really crucial minutes. And he could have a six months like Joe Willock did to come back and integrate himself into the first team with Nketiah and Balogun, then uh, Nketiah and uh, Lacazette, then gone with their expiration of their contracts. So there you go. Uh, John says, while you're on other sports, what's your thoughts on San Francisco Giants? Absolutely no idea, mate. American football, if that is indeed what that is, I have absolutely no idea. Um, 
it might not even be American football. That's how out of touch I am. So sorry about that, John. <laughs> no idea. Raptor says, Tom, if Xhaka performs like he does for the national team alongside Partey, then will you change perception about Xhaka? Um, if he does what he does for his national team alongside Partey and he does it consistently over a long period of time, then absolutely. But one game's never going to change my opinion on a player, I'm afraid. So you're going to have to deal with that, unfortunately. I don't know why, but this isn't streaming on Twitter. So apologies if you usually tune in on Twitter and you've had to force yourself over to YouTube. We're not streaming on, on Twitter for some reason. I don't know why, but it's just coming up saying that there an error occurred. Wait a moment and try again. But I've tried again and it's not streaming. So apologies for that. Uh, Super Latua says, every player is linked to Arsenal and it's depressing when we end up with unknown players. I mean, I don't think it's... I don't think it's depressing when you see that Tommy Asu looks as good as he does, when Lukonga looks as good as he does, and when Ramsdale looks as good as he does, and Erdogan as well. And I think that Ben White's going to come good. And we've got Tavares to play and is impressed in the games that he has played too. So I don't think it's depressing whatsoever. I think there are expectations of people and the understanding of some players is just a little bit strange. Like the Coutinho push was always a bit odd. He's never been that great since moving to Barca. I've never particularly wanted him when he was at Barca. When he was at Liverpool, it was a different story. He was a different player. But now, I'm just not keen on those types of players. So just because they're known, people know who they are, or they've got a high rating on FIFA, it doesn't really necessarily mean that it's going to work or that it would be a good move for us. Ben Katesh is Tom Asensio playing at number eight under Ancelotti. And yesterday, he was invisible. He lost his charisma after a big injury. Can't press and won't suit high intensity on what the Premier League demands. I kind of move away from the idea of won't and he can't and stuff like this because I've seen Asensio do those things that you're saying that he can't and he won't. Um, he might not be working it under Angelotti, but you never know what he might do uh, under Mikel Arteta. But I don't think he's someone that we should be going for right now. I think we have much more pressing needs, to be honest. Uh, Asoa says, question, deja vu much. All the top teams dropping points. Arsenal enter the stage. Arsenal crumble. I hope not. When you do see Manchester United drop points, Chelsea drop points, we have an opportunity to get Spurs to drop points. Leicester drop points. We have a real chance today. Uh, Liverpool drop points. We have a chance today to claw back some points in this game. It's big. If anything, though, you know what ironically could suit us is that usually you're right, Isowa. When we are in these periods of, of, uh, of weekends where all our rivals have dropped points and we have a chance to close the gap, we come up against... A lower, a lower, not a lower league, a lower down the league opposition. You, we come up against a Burnley. We come up against a Newcastle. We come up against one of these bottom half of the Premier League sides. And then we have a little bit of a mare because the pressure gets to us. If anything, the fact that it's a North London, <coughs> the fact that it's a North London derby could help us in that respect. That we don't have to focus on what's going on outside. We have this game to focus on, just the derby, focus on what the job is, get the points done, and then worry about the extra effects of that a little bit later on down the line. Let's uh, go to a couple more and then we're going to wrap things up. Uh, John says, need Xhaka to have a run of 20 matches without a red card. If you tell Xhaka that isn't the problem, that he plays with timidity, timidity, uh, and reduces his effectiveness, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, the thing about Xhaka is you just know what you're going to get. You can't expect Xhaka to change at 28, 29 years of age. It's just not going to happen. You either play Xhaka and understand what he does and what he's going to give you and the risks associated with that, or you don't play him. And I fall on the side of not playing him right now because those risks have outgrown his usefulness 
to the side, in my opinion, over the course of the last six months. Jonathan says, do you think that we should focus on signing a midfielder in January? If you do, who's the first name on your list? If you can get Basuma in January, do it. If you can't get Basuma in January, then wait to the summer. If you can't get him in the summer, then you're going to have to change your target because someone will take Basuma because he's that good and he will do the job. Um, Joel says, what do you think would be the repercussions of losing to Spurs today? The usual, the meltdowns, the expectation of a sacking of the manager that won't happen. Uh, the criticism from them from several pundits and the overruling praise put towards Spurs. If Arsenal win, it'll be more about what Spurs could have done better, less about how good Arsenal are. We know this game. We've played this game. We know how it works. Let's go to uh, uh, Savajit, who says, if Xhaka goes out of favour... Do you think we'd see a Lacan-Grainsley-Metlinel's pairing in situations where Partey is gone? I doubt it. I think that Xhaka will still come in. So it's as simple as that. You can't teach an old horse new tricks. I think it's a dog, isn't it? <laughs> you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I saw her, I think is the saying. Uh, Venkatesh says, people say form goes out of the window. Realistic, the team was different and used to be open to the game. Nuno is a defensive manager and Arteta won't allow the team to play open. This is going to be... A very cagey derby. That's my view. I, I think that it's going to be a very, very timid, kind of ironically a bit of a boxing match where the opponents feel out each other a little bit and see kind of get a, a gauge of where they are, where the weaknesses might be. And the idea of not the idea of conceding is such a scary thought for either team because of, like offensively, Arsenal don't tend to score too many goals. Um, and defensively, like in the sense of Arsenal, if they score, it's been very hard to break Arsenal down. I mean, you look at the Norwich game, you look at the Burnley game. I know the City City game was a bit different because of the idiotic team selection and going down to 10 men, etc. Um, but we looked a hard team to break down with Tommy Asu coming in and with Ben White coming in and Ramsdale coming in and goal. That's three extra additions from, say, the Chelsea lineup. We look much more trickier to break down. So if Arsenal were to get that first goal, it's going to be tricky for Spurs to, to to break Arsenal down because they have shown a lot of solidity defensively. They've got Partey back, which is a big plus for them. We don't know how it's going to work with his midfield partner or if he has a midfield partner. We will wait and see. Arthur Vary says, question, do you think Mikel will stick to his 4-3-3 formation? I don't think so. I think he's going to go to the 4-2-3-1. That's, that's how I'm feeling about the lineup. I think he's going to make a slight tweak and bring one midfielder in. Uh, who that is, I don't know. I don't know who that midfielder is. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, let's go to... Isaira says, what do you think of Carragher saying there is no more top six? Ironic when the top six was expanded for Liverpool and Spurs. He's right. I, I don't really know what else to say. There is no more big six. There's a big four. Uh, sure, you can talk about the irony that he said that when Liverpool weren't that big. Doesn't matter though, does it? There's, there isn't a big six. It's a big four. It's City. To be fair, I'd argue it's a big three. I don't lob Man United in there at all. I think it's Chelsea. I think it's City. And I think it's Liverpool. I don't put Manchester United in a big four. You look at their their runs this season. They've won, what, one out of their last four games or something like that. They've, fall, they've fallen at every single possible chance to win a trophy. Arsenal finished above them a ridiculous amount more times than them in the last, say, like six, seven years. It's it's a big three, if anything. So that's that's where my head's at with that. How can you lob Man United into a big four when they've not won anything? They've won nothing. 
So I wouldn't be putting them in that into that bracket at all. So I think it's a big three rather than a big four. But there you go. Anyway, we are going to wrap things up there. Please, as I say, join us over on the Arsenal Way straight after the North London Derby. You can find myself over on here at 10 p.m. UK time tonight to react to the game. Other than that, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Enjoy your Sunday all the way up until 4.30. You may need to enjoy as much of this Sunday as possible before the big game. Fingers crossed, though. Really praying for an Arsenal win. Come on, boys. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.